Hello, and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by PDF Pen from Smile, Pingdom, and Q Acoustics. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Brianna Wu. How should I introduce you now? Uh, contest winner. Contest, contest winner. winner. And yes. Christina Warren, contest loser. Christina, last time we spoke, you were adamant. You said to me, you said to all of our listeners, people on Twitter are making fun of me and saying that I won't be able to hold out on ordering the new phone. <laughs> but those people are wrong. Christina, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Well, first of all, um, as I have uh, pointed out in uh, past uh, shows and in past things I've written, such as the time when I waited in line for five and a half hours to get spectacles, which I also said I would not do and was dumb, <laughs> and, uh, I I am a liar and, a <laughs> and uh, I would not phrase it like that. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find my tweet that I sent um, about this because it was actually. Oh, the Twitter was the best part because like I'm watching you on Twitter and I'm watching you break down slowly <laughs> over a series of tweets. And I'm like, oh, I got this thing in the bag. Can we like, can oh, we yeah. put any of yeah. the blame on the people who didn't believe in you enough? No, no, I see. No, because because they they were the smart people. If we're being honest, (laughs) if we're being truly honest, they were the people who were like, yeah, we know what's up. This is (laughs) is not. They were the people who were like, look, come on, this 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 is this is not a thing. Um, so I'm now trying to find. Ah, here we go. CMAC at seven a.m. I'm not going to get a phone until reviews come out, and I may not even upgrade this year. At eight a.m. I'm probably not going to get the phone tonight. <laughs> 9 a.m. I'm committed to waiting to hold the ginormous phone in person first. Uh, at 12.30 a.m., I bought the phone. So, um, so I think that sums it all up. That A, I have uh, no impulse control. Uh, B, um, this is also a very good uh, representation of why I do not own property in addition to living places where uh, it is not equitable. Um, I also just you know choose to buy gadgets instead. Um, and C, uh, I do have to say, in my defense, I didn't plan on this. I, I, I actually fell asleep, and I woke up, and it was 1220, and I was like, oh, and I've, I've slept through you know, the opening things. I've, now I probably wouldn't be able to even get a phone if I wanted to get a phone. But let's just go to <laughs> Verizon.com and, and see. Let's just, let's just cool. see. Mistake number one. <laughs> a phones were available and they were available on the 21st. And I was like, well, damn it. And then, and then they were like, well, trade in your phone. How much will you get? And I'd already tried on the Apple store earlier that day. And I think or earlier in the week and they were like, oh, we'll give you $500 or something like that. And I was like, eh, well, they were like, we'll give you $630. That's pretty good. That's pretty it's good. Darn yeah. good. Um, so that's basically half of what I paid for my phone last year. So I'm basically getting half of it back. And I was like, Wow. And then I was like, oh, and then they're like, oh, and you can just join the Verizon upgrade program, which is just like the Apple upgrade program, but it doesn't include Apple Care Plus. Uh, but Apple Care Plus is now available monthly. So uh, <laughs> uh, rather than having to buy it all at once. So I was like, huh. <laughs> so there we go. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that basically, that's what happened. So that, and, and then as I discussed last episode, the only way I could see getting the phone at all would be to get the ginormous phone that I know is going to be too big and that I'm going to hate. Um, and, and maybe you're maybe not get used to. So yeah, I did it. And there's a very, look, we know I'm not returning the phone. I'm not even going to no. make that claim. No, let's, <laughs> no, let's that's no, no more games, Christina. <laughs> there is a slight possibility. The only thing I'm, I'm, I'm potentially saying is that if I find the phone to be too large, I reserve the right to return it for a 10s. Yes. Okay. Okay. But, I support you on that. But, but we all know, I mean, and the thing is, is that I could be like, oh, well, just if, if I'm going to return it, I might as well just return it all, all full out. We know that's not going to happen because, yeah. because I was weak and I failed and I lost the bet. And uh, Brianna is the master of her domain. Okay. But I want to be, I feel like in the interest, because, you know, the show is about honesty. Uh, the only reason I didn't end up ordering it is because I thought it was released on the 14th, and then I thought it was the 13th, the night of the 14th. So then I woke up, and you're like, "Oh, you totally won the contest." I was like, uh, "I was like, oh crap, I forgot to order the Apple Watch last night." <laughs> so that was my experience with it. And then, um, so you so had I, the advantage of having won the contest. There was, right, there was no, you, you felt bolstered with right. strength. Well, it also, you know, I lost my original iPhone 10 at one point and I had to replace it with another oh. iPhone 10. So I spent like $2,000 last year on upgrading. Fair enough. And now Apple's like, well, if you want to do like the upgrade program, you need to like turn in that old iPhone that I lost. And I'm like, well, I just can't justify it like with no money back and, you know, all this other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I am, I'm staying the course. Like, let's talk about the reviews. Like yeah. the reviews came out. Um, I was really interested, uh, Simone, you said you felt that they were pretty positive and I agreed, but I thought they were somewhat mixed. Like, I mean, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, my thoughts were basically kind of staying the course. I I think it is the term for it that they are very good reviews, but they're not reviews that are compelling people to upgrade. Right. But as far as like taking the phone's, in and of themselves saying here here are the qualities of these phones their reviews are good in terms of battery life in terms of camera like not as good as the pixel 2 which we kind of expected but improvements basically in in all the places that there need to be improvements nothing exciting but again i haven't been excited by an iphone since the 6s came out so that's where we're at Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, the way I read it is like The Verge generally puts out... Yeah, I know sometimes uh, it gets static for being pro-Android. That's never been my feel, but I do think it's fair to say that a lot of people on the editorial team tend to value what Android does more than what Apple does, very generally speaking, Mm. or that's the feeling I get reading those reviews. So I expected that review to be somewhat mixed. I was really surprised when, you know, Lauren's review over at Wired, when that was... I I thought it was the most negative one I saw overall. I mean, I feel like there's not been any review out there that has said like, if you if you bought an X, there's a valid reason for you to upgrade this year. I mean, right? Well, more than usual. Yeah, right. No, and I would agree with that. I mean, but I also feel like 
and I said this, so it's funny, um, when I was going through my mental anguish over whether or not I was going to upgrade the, the phone, mm-hmm. um, I, I was on a couple of podcasts last week. So after we recorded ours, I recorded one with Brett Chirpstra and then I recorded one with Jason Snell. And when I was talking on download, um, on, on relay, I, I kind of came to this weird conclusion that I wasn't expecting, which was, I felt like, um, actually, you know, one of the reasons the price keeps going up is that the Apple is that's Apple's way of acknowledging the fact that the um, upgrade cycle has shifted from two to three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 so they're now just they're they're making sure that they're getting you know their 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 average amount of money you know from their customers um, the same as they did before, um, and because of that, I think that that's kind of shifted maybe some of the, the the features a little bit too because in the past even though it would be an S year. You could make the argument. Um, I know I sometimes actually did where it was, and in some cases, the S it, it was an exciting year. Right. Or actually that there were bigger changes between other than the design, that there were bigger changes going from like, say like the six, to the six S than from the five S to the six. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's a, that's a hard one because that was like such a big redesign year. But like, I think you could say that going from like the, uh, the four to the four S was probably a bigger deal, uh, uh, or actually, it was yeah. For the four, the four S was probably a bigger deal than like the four S to the five. Yeah. Um. And and so, um. Even though that was that was a redesign too. And so, what was notable, I think, this year is a, you know, th- that's one of the reasons why people are really, I think, waiting for the ten R, which is one of the things that all the reviews kind of said, which is, you know, mm-hmm. don't don't just yet wait for the ten R because that might be the sweet spot for price and 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 um, you know, the stuff that you want. Um. Is that if you already had the ten. Yeah, the camera's going to be better. Yeah, the neural engine stuff is really cool. Yeah, you know, um, it might be a little bit faster for certain things. But you already had a, a really good phone. And, and in fact, what's even doubly hard for Apple is that not just was it and is this a true S year, but the 10 was a significant um, landmark over anything else they'd done before. Not only mm-hmm. did it have extra features like Face ID, the design was brand new. Like it was a total 180, uh, um, you know, from kind of the direction they'd been in before. And so if you went from, for instance, like I went from a 7 Plus to a 10, I know Brie, you did as well. Yep. That was a genuine upgrade. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't know. I know the processor was the same and there were some other similarities. I don't think going from a 7 Plus to an A Plus would have been I think it would have been like this year, right? Like yeah, yeah. You, you're not going to do it, but you, but you will take that big jump to the 10. But I think it's almost like once you've made that leap, you almost certainly don't need, unless you really need the bigger phone, you're a masochist and a liar like me. Or, <laughs> oh. you, know, you, you don't need to upgrade. If you already have the thousand dollar phone, you don't need another one. I'm kind of relieved to be in, uh, I guess, a period of phones where that yearly cycle is not going to be so exhausting is as it sounds like you're saying because yeah everyone all of all of the main manufacturers have sort of reached this relatively level playing field where some people do things better than others but i don't think anyone's like missing some big killer feature that you absolutely want so it is kind of it is kind of just like everyone has slowed down to a point where they are just trying to keep neck and neck and make improvements until we until we do have some technological breakthrough that allows phones to become extremely different and exciting. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I do think though that when we move to bigger phones, 
I I do think that there was a lot more of a, a, a distinguishment between them. Like, right, remember when the first uh, 6S, the 6 Plus came out? Yeah. And then, like, that was a slow phone. Like, it, it didn't really have the power inside of it to drive the, the graphical processor of it. I just remember constantly being annoyed at things that would hang in it, especially, like, once you were using it for a while. So, like, there was... I, I don't regret upgrading that year at all to the next S phone. Like that was very much worth it. And when we went to, you know, the 10, it was a much better form factor. Like you had a bigger screen and a smaller, thinner form factor. Just everything about the phone was more refined. Uh, like the gestures, getting used to that, that was fun. Um, the camera, just everything about that, that was an upgrade. I really do feel though, like this isn't a normal, this isn't a normal S year for Apple. I mean, no. it really does feel every time before this, there's been some feature, some yes. compelling thing that made you upgrade, whether it was a fingerprint sensor or, you know, even moving to a uh, 32 bit at one point, that was like, that was a uh, very, wait, was it, it was 64 bit with the 5S? It was maybe the 64 yeah. bit from, from, from 64 the 5, 5S. Yeah. But also, and so you had that and you had Touch ID, um, you know, uh, the 6S, you had 3D Touch. You also had, you know, some other things. Um, last year was interesting in that they didn't have the 7S. They called it the 8, even though it was the 7S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that was sort of interesting because they did finally bring, um, optical image stabilization to the eight, but they still had the dual cameras on the eight plus. Um, so it's a couple of things. I mean, in in one way, it is sort of interesting that the the ten and the the ten S and the ten S Max are the exact same phone, and and that's what all the reviews say. It's really just about size. Um, but I think you're right, Bree, that like this is an off year in in a lot of regards because yes, they made improvements, but most of them seem to kind of be like on this like neural engine, like on the, on the software side and, and some of the, the things that'll happen there. And we just haven't been able to see how much better that really is. And I think for a lot of people, that's probably not worth, if you already have the phone, it's not worth it. You know, if you're, if somebody's, if you're not on an upgrade plan and if you're not, um, and, and if, and if your carrier is not willing to give you half your value for your phone for it, like you're, you're probably not, it's probably not, it doesn't make any sense to buy it. And I think that's what we said last week and the reviews have certainly borne that out. Yeah, I'm still on team not upgrading for now. Team, for now. Team hold it out. Team hold out. Team strength, Bree. Team strength. Team well, honor. I'm not going to pretend like, I mean, if this is a contest, Simone, you're going to win. Like you will definitely totally. hold out. You'll definitely win. My cheap ass wins every contest. Oh <laughs> I do want to say, like, I, you know, I don't want to just rehash last week and everything that, said yeah. that came out. I mean, now that the reviews have come out, um, we do know a thing or two. We know that the, uh, the camera in this phone, um, you know, the Verge review really went into this, the detail, the fine detail with this camera, even though it is, uh, it is improved. It's not as good as some of the, the really top shelf Android phones, particularly with fine detail. And as far as the neural engine inside of it, um, I, uh, yeah, I so want this AR technology to take off and I want it to do well. But let's be really honest. This is not a technology that's going to be in fruition in a way that can really change things for you and how you use your phone 
for a few more months, right? Like right. if not halfway through this year. So I have no doubt it's going to be great and it's going to be a fantastic feature in the phone. I'm just going to hold off on it for the 10-1 or whatever they end up calling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't blame you on that. I will say, I, I, you know, looking at the photos, and photos are subjective. Some people, I know the, one of the, the creative directors of The Verge, like he tweet, tweeted a shot showing like this was how the, the Pixel 2 took this photo and this is how the iPhone took this photo. And, and a lot of people would look at the Pixel 2 photo and say, that, oh, that's the better photo. I was kind of in the camp that was like, that seems a little more overexposed and it looks better. Um, but I kind of actually preferred the way that the iPhone took the photo. And I would much prefer if I wanted to get that other look to be able to have that opportunity to do it in post rather than, um, you know, having the software just make that decision for me. That yeah. said, I do feel like Google is better, um, at least from what we've seen so far, Google is better at the, at the you know, software uh, photo stuff. I think that they've, they've had more time at it. And frankly, I think Google is better at AI in general. I just do. Um, uh, part of it is, is the, the variance in approaches, you know, one being privacy centric, one not. And, and that's, that's a big, you know, uh, difference. Um, but they've also been using this a lot more. So I feel like the photo thing is probably kind of subjective. I feel like it is some of the stuff I was seeing when some of the iPhone uh, posts, uh, my friend Ray Wong at Mashable did a, a, you know, his photo tests. I trust cause I know him as a photographer and I know what he does and I was impressed with it, but I, but I'm with you, but I think, you know, what's interesting is that it used to always just be about like, it was kind of a given that Apple was, would always use the best hardware, which by all intents and purposes, they do. And and according to John Gruber's review, the, the sensor is like 25% bigger, which is significant. Um, and you know, it, it's a slightly wider, um, uh, lens as well. Um, but, um, it, it's no longer just kind of a given that Apple's going to have like the best optics because, so much of this at this point is now coming down to your processing and 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 um, what's happening, um, you know, from a software perspective. And Google is really, really good at that. So, mm-hmm. you know, for people yeah. who want the best camera, that's always a toss up. Now, for me, you know, iMessage owns my ass, so I'm never, I'm not switching. Ever, just, <laughs> just not, it's just not. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, looking at Lauren Good's photos that she included in her article on Wired, what it definitely is is a step up from the ten. At least in the examples that that she shows, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I mean, certainly with um, filming for for video, we often shoot just very flat, so that you do have more control in post over what you can do with the photo. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say because I, I I definitely understand wanting to have that control, and then I also understand being extremely lazy. And wanting a photo. (laughs) But I'm always in the position where I see other people's photos and I'm like, how the heck did they do that? I'm just a bad photographer, I think. Yeah, I'm also also very bad. Uh, Can we talk about the size difference between the two of them? I love to talk about size difference. I know. This is my favorite. (laughs) I'm on record being an iPhone size queen. But uh, Mm -hmm. with... Episode title. Yeah. Uh. It's been like three times. But no, uh, I guess what... You know, the reviews came out on this. And it feels like a lot of people are saying the size doesn't really bring a big advantage to the iPhone, uh, you know, 10s max. Um, you know, they noted that with the notch, it just seemed to be a lot more, um, noticeable with it because there are that many more pixels there. A lot of the reviews they noted, um, you know, the apps aren't particularly optimized for it at this point, like Instagram, uh, you know, Marquis Brown's, uh, 
you know, his YouTube review of it was talking about how it was just cutting off all kinds of UI and all of that. But, you know, for a phone that weighs one sixth as much, which, you know, in my opinion, that seems to be a decent trade off. It just, it, it didn't seem like any of the reviews I read were saying, this is definitely a trade off that's worth it. I didn't read one review that said, I prefer this size. I mean, did, yeah. did you see mm. anything like um, that? Jason Shin at, um, uh, at uh, the New York Times. Okay. Uh, but most people, I think, are kind of where a lot of us have been, where they're kind of like, eh, you know, um, I I like, I appreciate this bigger size, but I'm more comfortable with this smaller phone in my pocket. That said, what's notable about that is I think that that kind of belies the the reality, which is a whole lot more people, granted, more people probably have the smaller phones because they're cheaper, but I see a ton of the the plus phones around and people, and the people who have the plus phones really really like them so i i anticipate this being popular with people who have it i don't know for me like i said i don't know if i'm gonna love the size or not i'm i'm still really kind of conflicted on that um but i felt like that was the only way that i i could get any sort of benefit in upgrading i will say that there have been a few times since i got the phone and it especially happened when um right after i got the the iphone 10 was that i liked it because it was you know a the same or actually slightly larger screen size than the, than the plus, but in a smaller form factor. And I was like, Oh, that's the perfect thing. And what I found was I actually, in some ways kind of missed the big surf word size phone of the plus. And I, I I kind of missed that. I kind of wanted that, especially when I'm in bed or if I'm, you know, consuming content in bed, I'm really content. I know that. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, well, which is also yet another example of why size matters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you set me up for that and you made the innuendo first. I had to finish it. Oh my God. And I didn't, that, I regret that was nothing. unintentional. I regret nothing. That, that was unintentional. Yep. The second part was, un- anyway. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm in a, <laughs> uh, so I'm curious to see, I'm kind of in a place where I'm kind of like, I think I, I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm optimistic about the the larger size um just because i did kind of miss whether it was you know because i know that it was technically as big a one but i kind of liked you know having that that bigger phone um and i kind of missed it so i'm kind of curious to see how i get used to it but yeah i would agree with you that most people are like they're both great but i like the smaller device because it fits my pocket i'm gonna be really interested i'm gonna be very interested to see what you say next week when you've actually got because yours is coming tomorrow, right? Yep. Oh, it's coming Friday. It's coming Friday. Friday. So yeah. So, so, so exactly. I, because I mean, I really love the the plus. I really, really did. And it's just I don't find myself when I use my ten currently saying I wish the screen was bigger. Like it feels it it feels like the right size, but I mean, if you get it and love it, like I will go yeah, out no, that I, day I, and buy one. You know, no, I, no. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. And what's going to be interesting? I'm going to be in. I'm I'll be in Orlando next week, and so I'm going to actually be able to do like a real world test of what it's like to use in the wild because I'm going to be. Oh, at that's a exciting. Center. I'm going to be at a convention center. I'm going to be at a theme park. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff, and so it's not going to be one of those scenarios where, um, you know, I uh. It was just like, oh, I can have this, you know, in my purse or whatever. For me, and and, and this is just kind of, we're not going to touch on this, but kind of my my my, my response and and uh, to the oh, you know, bigger phones are a sexist thing. Here's the thing: 
first of all, that's a stupid. There, there, there are legitimate sexist arguments and 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 anti-woman biases in tech. Uh, the big phones is not one of them. But but here's the thing: like, I can fit. Um, I can't fit any iPhone in my front pocket. I can't, and I haven't mm-hmm. been able to in years. So it's going to go in my back pocket, and that's just the way that it is. I have to use the iPhone 10 with two hands most of the time. So for me, and I realize that there are some people who they can use it one-handed, and, and that makes a difference. But for me, somebody who has actually very tiny hands, I'm kind of like, well, if I have to use two hands anyway. Might as well go big. <laughs> but we'll, yeah, but we'll see. We'll, 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 yeah. yeah, we'll see. So I won't be on the show next week, but the, the week after, you guys will get like a full week of me. Like you'll get my actual like real world Mm -hmm. responses to do i hate it am i going to go back like what am i going to do exciting this episode of rocket is brought to you by pdf pen from our friends at smile yeah pdf pen is the ultimate tool for editing pdfs using pdf pen you can go paperless with scanning and ocr you can mark up and highlight pdfs you can search and redact sensitive info, such as account numbers. You can correct text in PDFs without the originals. You can insert, remove, and reorder pages. You can move and adjust images. You can record and play back audio annotations. Or grab PDF Pen Pro to do even more, like create fillable PDF forms, create and edit tables of contents, Convert websites into PDFs, whole websites, add and edit document permissions. PDF Pen 10 comes with a bunch of new features such as watermarks and a new precision editing tool. You can head over to the Smile blog for details and animated GIFs of the features in action. Oh, guess who's going to do that right now? Me. I want (laughs) to see the animated GIFs. Show me the GIFs, Smile. You know how I feel about being able to edit PDFs. They are a form of document that was not created with our interests in mind. But PDF Pen from Smile changes things for us, (laughs) people who have to use those documents. It makes life easier. It's what the PDF should have been all along. You can learn more about PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro at smilesoftware.com slash podcast. Thank you so much to PDF Pen from Smile for their support of the show and Relay FM. I just imagine you coming to Boston because, you know, like uh, Adobe is on Highway 95. I just imagine you going into Adobe, just pounding on the window like... This is an acrobat. This like, is why not did you acceptable. Make a form of friggin' the why did document that's so uh, obtuse. Right. Thank you. Smile makes you smile. Thank, thank you, smile, <laughs> for making us smile and making it worthwhile. Um, oh, and, uh, my God, Christina. That was amazing. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, another big change coming to iPhones is iOS 12. Oh, it's so good. It's it is so, so good. Oh, my God. Not guys, restricted like, to the iPhone 10. Even those of us on the iPhone 8 can use. Uh, people on a 5S can use it. Amazing. This update is so good. I So my iPad Pro, I don't use it that much. This update is so good. And it made it so fast and so usable again. I went out and I bought a new 
a keyboard case for it and a new Apple Pencil because it is so fluid and so much better than it was. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm, very, I'm so glad that I got rid of my iPad too because, you know, some things are a little too old. But I yes. I installed it on my iPhone right before we started recording. It truly immediately felt faster. And everything is just smoother and opening faster, loading faster, sending messages faster. I like I I I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm shocked. No, this I, I've been using it. You know, I started with the beta later than I almost ever started with the beta because usually the beta process kills your battery, and I just I don't have the yep. um you know I don't have like the, the the stomach for it anymore. If I don't have to do it for work, then I kind of don't want to. Um, but I was really impressed um, when I started using the beta, and I started kind of seeing again kind of the performance improvements and. My iPad Pro as well, and I have the the nine point seven inch, so mine is is actually less powerful than like the the ten and a half inch. Um, and uh, so I, uh, it it's been really good. It's like uh, there are actually new features and a lot of like UI enhancements. Um, but it it feels like to me so far, and I know that this is this is almost sacrilegious to say, but this feels like the 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 the, the OS snow, 10 leopard snow leopard of iOS. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels yeah. like. It feels like the Snow Leopard of iOS, which in the best is, way, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because Snow Leopard is the best version of of of, of OS X ever, yeah. and uh, like that, you know, this this has that kind of feel where it made the improvements exactly where it needed to be. I thought that there were some good ideas with iOS 11. I don't think it was ever executed well. It was always buggy for me. I always had issues that I shouldn't have had. Um, I've already, you know, that's gone away. The notifications. Thank you, thank you, thank you, um, uh, um, iOS team for finally fixing notifications and making them stacked and making it easy to dismiss all of them or dismiss just a stack of them. I need somebody to text uh, me right now because I need to play around with notifications. Notifications are really good. Um, I I really like, um, like on, on the iPad, they've finally switched, although it's causing ridiculous muscle memory problems for me, but they finally made it so that swiping down from the top um, uh, left corner um, or right corner rather will bring down control center the same way as it does on the yep. iPhone 10. Yep. And, and, and no longer it's, you know, uh, swiping up, which is, which is what it did before, which didn't make any sense. And so the UIs match um, uh, shortcuts, which is kind of the, the, what a workflow was, but rebranded. It's really powerful, Siri Shortcuts, the integration and the things you can do with that. The fact that it's first party, it's really nerdy, really geeky. I never thought that Apple would, A, I was worried when they bought the Workflow app and that team. I was like, what are they going to do? They're probably just going to take you know the, the, the smart people who work on this and, and have them do some things. I didn't ever expect them to build um, more into the app, make it in some ways more powerful for something that a, that a very small subset of users is going to use. This is not a mainstream app. It is Automator, basically, uh, for um, iOS. And that so, is mm-hmm. awesome. Can I ask you some questions about this? Because sure. I, I've been wanting to talk to you all week about this. I I flat out don't understand this app or how I'm supposed to use it. Are you it. talking about like shortcuts? I, yeah, I'm talking about shortcuts. So just in case you don't know, it doesn't. it's not baked in. It's a separate app that you right. have to download from the app store. And you get it, and it will give you a lot of um, like shortcut examples, like automator examples. Like if I'm doing automator, I may want to like resize the entire folder of images, right? So this has some like typical actions that you can do that it suggests, and you can download like 
uh, search for uh, something on Twitter. And then it tells you like what app it's going to be baked into. But I can't figure out how that works. I haven't you looked do it deeply from, you, in it. Uh, okay. So you, yeah? you, you, you access it from the share screen. Okay. So you're in an app and you access from the share screen. You can open up shortcuts and you can either run a certain one or you can have other ones kind of set up to go. So every app supports the share screen. So you can just go straight from there. And so, um, and, and you can, you know, make that kind of one of your default, you know, top things to kind of tap. And so in a couple of taps, you can do it. And you can also use Siri now. This is the, the benefit. So you can use Siri and, and have it say, hey, Siri, you know, run whatever. Um, and, oh. and it'll run that shortcut. So, so the, 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 the Siri part of the, of, of Siri's shortcuts is, is meaning that it has the voice recognition, but you can, if you don't want to use the Siri aspect, you can still just a- access from any app from the share screen. So I'm downloading this no. right now because I want to play with it. No, it's really, really this. cool. Yeah. You have to go and you have to like click on and do the shortcuts, enable that and also add it to the screen. So that's a couple of steps there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, but, but again, yeah. But, but again, yeah. yeah. But again, you can just access it with your voice then. So once you title, you know, once you title and have it enabled, then, then you're good to go. So it's, um, you know, in, in the way that it builds out those things is really, um, is really cool. Um, so you can also add it to Siri. So basically, once you once you've set up your shortcut, you can uh, go into the settings. You can click on a, a a tap on an add to Siri button, and then you can just you know give it a name. And and when you tell Siri if you want to do something like you know get current song or, or tweet song, it would tweet whatever song you were listening to. And um, from from what I can uh, understand, uh, uh, looking at uh, Federico Vici, who uh, everybody should read his Mac Stories iOS twelve review because that is the most like comprehensive iOS twelve review you're going to read. Period. And uh, he goes way in depth into shortcuts. He was a huge, huge, huge user of workflow. And um, his shortcut stuff um, is, is really phenomenal. So if you Ooh. want to get started, um, check that out. But you can get really nerdy with it. But again, like I said, like this is this is not something that a lot of people are going to use, right? Like this is not right. one of those, like it was something that power users love. And I really, really, really love seeing this power user functionality get more, um, you know, native support. Yes, it is a separate app, but, but it but it is tied into Siri directly. Like I really love that it's still getting love, that it's still getting attention, and that this is something that even though yeah, it's going to be a small percentage of their users, Apple is like this is important for us to improve because if you really do want to turn your iPhone or your iPad Pro into a full computer replacement, this is the sort of stuff that you need to offer for the the real power users to be able to be like, yeah, no, I, I, I can use I this. I see it now. Like something I do a lot is I have a spreadsheet of people to call for donations, right? It's an Excel spreadsheet and I paste it over and like I, you know, tap on it in the phone list and paste it and do it. I could just make a shortcut to do that for an Excel spreadsheet. So that exactly, I get it. Okay, this is really cool. This is really cool. I didn't have it enabled, and I didn't know I needed to go to the share screen. So that's what I was doing wrong on there. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no. I mean, I've been using it like I said since it was workflow, and and it's uh, you know, it was always kind of one of my favorite things. And yeah, so that that's really good. One um, of my favorite things, or the thing that I'm I'm most excited to get data for, rather, is screen time. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so screen let's time. talk about that. Have you all used it yet? I just started. I just finished setting it up um, while we were recording. So basically, screen time can track uh, how much time you're spending on your phone, and you can also mm-hmm. set 
unfortunately very easily surpassed limits on apps. But um, but I'm I'm going to try to be honest about it. But basically, you can set a, a downtime where you're a time li- where you're not supposed to be using your phone. Kind of like you can set a do not disturb window. You can also set app limits, and you can do those like by groups of apps. So like I'm not going to limit the time, for example, that I might spend in Google Docs or Google Drive, but I am limiting the amount of time that I'm spending in social media apps. And then you can go in again and say, okay, well, I want to have them limited by this amount of time on weekdays and this amount of time on weekends or change it up like granularly very day by day. Uh, And then on top of that, you can also say, but these are some apps that are exempt from any of these limits. I can look at these apps whenever I want. And then there are parent options like content restrictions and stuff, which I did not get into because I want to look at all the nasty stuff on my phone. (laughs) Absolutely. As you should. Yeah. So I know as you should. Yeah. I just set a limit for I'm going to look at all the nasty stuff whenever I want. And I set just kind of because I don't have the data yet about how much time I spend in certain apps day by day. I set a three hour a day limit for social media apps, which seems high to me, but maybe I'll be unpleasantly surprised. Um, And then downtime between 11 and 6 a.m. So Joanna Stern over at Wall Street Journal, she uh, has been experimenting with this feature for about a month. And... She put out an article saying how it just didn't impact any of her uh, screen time use at all. At first, I read that and was like, well, maybe she's just not using it correctly. Uh, I've only had it installed two days uh, because I don't do betas. I just mm-hmm. I can't stress it. Um, and I have to agree with her that the implementation on it is really flawed. So let's say I set a limit every day for two hours of Twitter it doesn't give me any kind of like um, update as it's going. You just kind of know when it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing to say, oh, give me one more hour today or give me 30 more minutes. It's like you can either extend it for 15 minutes or um, just turn off that it off for the entire day. There needs to be something more granular there, mm-hmm. like where it would say, like we got to, like your data plan, right? Like we get to seventy five percent of your data plan, they text you. I would love to kind of, if it gave me more of an idea of how much I was using it. And another thing I would really love is sometimes I leave Twitter on and I'm not like looking at it or using it. Like if you're really gonna like keep it tied to minutes. I wish it was like working with face ID to see if you're actually looking at the screen or not and not like, Oh, I took out the keys to my house and I'm trying to walk in the door and just haven't manually turned off my phone yet. It, it feels like a good idea that just needs a little bit more um, work with the implementation. I definitely agree about like, like an important part of setting limits for kids, for example, which I think applies to adults too, is not just saying, okay, it's computer time is over, get out. It's saying you have an hour or half an hour, wrap up what you need to do because it is going away after this. And like, n- no one, no one can just be told out of the blue, like, boom, time's up, baby, shut your Twitter. It's over now. Uh, it's an important part of like learning 
how to manage your time and impulse management. I think because I have been weaning myself off of these apps, like I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. I have been turning off notifications for like I don't have Instagram notifications. I've been turning off Facebook message notifications. I think because I've been weaning myself down and I don't have an addiction per se to checking my phone that this hopefully will work okay for me just because there's already not a lot to do on my phone right now. But I can definitely see that for like these a power user who is very much in a cycle of checking and checking and checking and getting updates from a lot of different places, there there needs to be stronger tools to break that cycle and make it not as satisfying and rewarding as it is. Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, last, last feature to talk about, like, uh, Christina, I know you also have the 10. Have you messed much with me mojis? Am I saying that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, me emojis, uh, me mojis. Yeah. yeah, I have a little bit. And apparently in the next beta, which I'm not doing, you'll be able to sync them across devices, which is good. Oh. Um, my, my, which, which I like. I mean, okay, so the iPad doesn't support it yet, but this to me seems like a sign that the next iPads, which will likely be announced next month, will support them. So, my only issue with my Mimoji is that it doesn't, I can't get the hair right. Yeah. The hair options are terrible. The hair so options the are hair. not good. Um, I, I've got everything else right, but, 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 the, but the hair, I'm not really able to, to kind of get. Well, it's because no, it's like a, it's a headshot. So if you have long hair, all of the options are like really flat and like cut it out halfway down your back. They don't have exactly any... or, or, or they're like thin in a weird way. Like they look kind of like you're not really able to tell. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not loving the hair stuff. Um, but uh, no, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do with it. They're super cute. You know, I thought I would use Animoji. I never really used Animoji. Uh, yeah, everybody same. like lost, everybody lost their shit over Animoji <laughs> last year. And I totally, I haven't, uh, I haven't used it. Oh, I wanted to say one thing about screen time. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that you both are trying to better yourselves. Um, I am not. I don't care. <laughs> and so I'm happy my, for you. Oh, I and so that. and so yeah. my my whole thing with screen time, because it'll come up at the end of the week and like give you your 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 thing. Honestly, I think I'm just gonna try to beat my record. <laughs> so I, I shared it, I shared this was now part of this was uh was um, tempered by the fact that I was in a car trip and I was playing Navigator. So that was part of the reason it was so much. But um, uh, a couple weeks ago when I was on the beta, I got a thing that says, you know, um, your screen time, you know, today, uh, uh, you know, seven hours, 21 minutes uh, per day average and uh, 51 hours total. And I spent 16 hours in Safari and three hours on Tumblr and three hours and 47 minutes in YouTube and six hours and 29 minutes on Twitter and three hours and something in Google Maps, which was all I'm sure from that one day. But yeah. like, I'm just going to try to like beat my own record. Like how yeah. much time can I stay connected to my ginormous <laughs> phone? Like, honestly, this is just going to be what my goal is. So I get that Apple's trying to like get me to use my phone less. It is absolutely going to have the opposite why couldn't you try to beat your it. record by doing less? Because that's not fun. No, I, I wish love this. that it would show me the scores of other people now that you're saying this. I know <gasps> what I'm saying, maybe yes. not the best no. security thing, but if you I, could, cares? if it no, were like so good. the average person uses Instagram this many hours a day, you use it this many. Does it do that? See, no, it doesn't, <gasps> but they should because. People love to get competitive with their damn Apple Watches and their activity rings. Yep. Oh, look at this. And I've earned all this stuff. See, 
gamification to use more, I'm telling you, it's going to have the opposite effect. I'm going to wind up using my phone more because of this thing. It's just like, Christina, you've only used your phone for four hours today. <laughs> you were probably doing other I stuff. I don't understand this impulse. I I support you embracing the full Christina, and I think this is ex- I think this is your destiny. I have I one it. more note, and it it's just <laughs> going to be a one quick thing. Last pass and one password <gasps> now integrate with password oh, feels. Yeah, feels. so good. It's Thank so good. God. Oh my gosh! Like, sometimes no. it would pop up as a suggestion, like in at, like in related apps for me, but I could never get it to do it all the time, and I I I freaking need it. I need it, and I'm glad. This is good. Thank you. Love it. No, it honestly is it's, it's a huge game changer. And um, a, a friend of the show and, and frequent listener, uh, Ricky Modello from the uh, WebKit team um, and the Safari team, he tweeted um, a great um, kind of overview of all the amazing stuff that that uh, came to, to WebKit with iOS 12. And um, um, thanks, thanks, Ricky, for all your hard work, because honestly, the the password integration stuff and it, and any password manager can do it. It's, it's an API. So if your password manager of choice doesn't use it, a maybe switch to one that does, but be like hound them and be like, look, it's an API now. So it's, it's a great feature. Woo. This episode of rocket is brought to you by pingdom. The company who make website performance monitoring. Very, very easy. Everyone loves a fast website just as much as we love a fast phone. Pingdom are helping to keep your favorite sites online. Some examples include Slack, BuzzFeed, Twitter, Amazon, and Netflix. These are just a few of the companies who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites can get quite quite complicated, but you can measure, monitor, monitor, hoo-hoo-hoo, any site transaction with Pingdom. Stuff like user registrations, logins, checkouts, and much, much more. Pingdom care about having g- giving your users the smoothest site experience possible. So when disaster strikes, you will be the first one to know, not your users. <laughs> it's super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL and they will take care of the rest. That is it. So go to pingdom.com slash relay FM right now for a 14 day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code rocket at checkout to get a huge 30% off of your first invoice. So that's again, pingdom.com. P-I-N-G-D-O-M dot com slash Relay FM. Get that trial. And then when you decide to check out, remember, it was Rocket that sent you there. Rocket wants your website to be up and running at all times. We want your users to have a good experience. Just like the listeners of our podcast have a good (laughs) experience. So yeah, use that code, baby. Thank you so much, Pingdom. For supporting Rocket and Relay FM. As they say on the street, use that code, baby. Use it, baby. <laughs> use it. Who wants to talk about Apple Watches? I do. Wow. Tell me about I'm psyched, <laughs> I'm psyched <laughs> about this. 30% the reviews are freaking glowing. 
Yeah, the they were. The reviews were glowing. It's like we said this. last week. The watch was like the thing everybody was actually excited about. Like, you know what the watch is like? It's like what was that movie? She's all that. Like the one where the the ugly girl like takes off her glasses, even though and she's all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> right, you're beautiful. Right. Oh my god, you're racially cooked That's, all along. Wow, yeah. it's amazing. That was the Apple Watch this year. They got hot, right? Like, <laughs> totally. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the most feminist analogy. No, but I mean no, I, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, it uh no, the reviews are great. Uh overall, like they say you can't look back at the old screen, which is super rectangular. They're praising like Watch OS five. Um, you know, they they really I haven't seen anything that's like negative about it. I guess Dieter's yeah. uh review Dieter was- over at the verge. Hey, <laughs> his facial expressions are oh, they're so, so porny. Good. They're so porny in that whole video. Oh but no, I need like, to actually watch like, that video. Oh, yeah, then. No, they're you very, gotta watch very, it. very yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's already gamer gators that are taking it and like <laughs> like doing gamer games. His poor wife. Oh God, poor darn wife. it. Yeah, his um, wife is actually really nice. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, no, they were hilarious. Yeah. I love Dieter so much. Um, <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, his only real complaint. He was like, "Why can't this just be on all the time?" Which, I mean, in the past, we were like, the battery life was never good enough that you could like trust to have it on all the time. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a software update at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah if it's um, possible. So, I mean, overall, the new features in it, obviously, there's the fall detection. I thought it was really interesting. All the reviewers I saw could not get it to trip by, like, you know, falling on the couch or whatever. Yeah, I think that's that's really, really good because yeah. I don't think it'd be great if, like, I'm having a Cheeto-tastic weekend playing Spider-Man. <laughs> like, you know, suddenly EMTs show up to my house. That would not be good. So that seems to have a, a pretty high threshold. Um, you know, the, the one criticism I've seen is with the walkie talkie feature in it. So just in case you, you didn't see this in the keynote, uh, Apple watch four, it has a feature built into it. That's essentially a FaceTime call, uh, for watch to watch. And, um, you know, they do this and it, it works once it gets going, but there's such a huge delay at the beginning of it that's just a little bit awkward. Mm. Um, that said, the whole call on your wrist feature, I use that a lot more than I thought I would with my cellular model. But the problem is the volume on the Series 3 is so quiet and they've really pumped up the volume. It's a lot more um, you know, possible to have a, a phone conversation on there now. So have just you, all in all, yeah, go ha- ahead. I was going to so one of the things that Dieter mentioned in his review is that he would call people and they wouldn't believe he was calling from the Apple Watch. Have yeah. you have you done a lot of call or yeah, I, actually With sorry, series you three. don't yeah. have it yet because it's not out. Right. Ugh, are you excited <laughs> to well, be able to I will test say- that? It's, it's, I've done that with the series three and I've gotten that same amount of feedback, which is weird because when you're listening to them, it's this little tinny speaker, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, so you you did order an Apple watch, didn't you, Brie? I did. Um, I think it's worth saying, um, you know, we're now, what day did orders open up? I guess it was five days ago. Yeah. Um, I think it says something about that iPhone that you can go tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday and pick one up and you can get it like best case scenario, October 3rd, which is, you know, like that's a lot different than what their time estimates have been usually at this point out. 
Um, I did order it that morning. I think I'm going to be in the first batch of people getting it. So I don't know what that means. But yeah, I got the uh, cellular model. Um, In my experience, there's no reason to go stainless steel for this. If you work out with it, it's just heavier. If you have the black version, I don't, in my opinion, it doesn't look any nicer. So I went with the Nike version uh, uh, because I'm just going to put my Milanese loop in it. Yeah, I got the um I got the I'm not gonna get mine. I'm not in the first round. I'm not getting mine until October same it'll ship between like October fifth and twelfth. So I'll have to wait um a little bit on that. But I got the the gold stainless because I get the gold oh, stainless every year. Really? Oh, what made you so go beautiful. what made you get that one? Yeah. Because I always get the gold stainless. Yeah. Or or I always get the stainless rather. I don't work out the same way. Here's the big thing. I know it's it's seven hundred dollars or whatever. I uh I ha- I get a fitness credit through work. Yeah. So it's, oh. so it's basically Does free. that mean that the Series 3 that you are uh, offering me to sell is also gold stainless? No, it's, it is stainless, though. If they, if they had it in gold stainless, it would have been that, but it is stainless steel. Okay, okay, okay. It is stainless steel LTE um, and, and uh, basically brand new, so... You, 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 I do you want appreciate the, these it's words. It's a good watch. It's a good watch. It's a really and, and good watch. And it still has Apple Care, um, Simone. So it, it's, uh, it's very much um, a, uh, a, a good one. Yeah. And right now, the Apple Watch delivery date is like October 17th through the 24th. So it's interesting. Like you said, Brie, like you can get your, your iPhone if you were to order it from the Apple Store like the first week of October. Um, the watch is more backordered. Um, so, you know, I think that probably shows it, it is at least some indicator of some of the, um, you know, uh, the demand. demand. For this mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do want to say you can tell the difference in the aluminum and the stainless steel in lighter colors like that. The It does look a lot nicer in silver. Um, I've never seen it firsthand in gold before. But yeah, right, because that's I a brand just, new color. That's the brand yeah, new colorway. So, I just yeah. think in black, the difference in stainless steel no, black and aluminum black, I can't tell the difference, so I'd rather get the one that's lighter, if that makes sense. No, I'm I'm 1,000% with you. Um, uh, if, if, if I were going to do a sport one or whatever, that would be the same thing. I just I always get the stainless because that's what mm-hmm. I always get um, since, since the Apple Watch uh, Zero. Um, well, I didn't get the two. I didn't get the series two. I feel I, like you, you guys know. kind of have opposite use cases because Brie, you are ma- mainly using this as a sports, a fitness device. And Christina, I don't know what the heck you're doing with this. You're doing, you're collecting. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm collecting, but it's not, I mean, I, some, some fitness stuff. I do like that. It will tell me, um, you know, my steps. I do like that. It'll tell me my calories. I do like the heart rate stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the, 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 the EKG stuff. Um, I also really like, uh, the notifications, getting the calls and, and, and the, you know, the, the texts and all that stuff. Um, I like, you know, even though Siri is not great, uh, the Apple dictation and like voice recognition stuff is really good. I really like being able to respond to texts on my phone. Um, our friend Marco Arment just released a new version of Overcast 5 for iOS and it includes standalone Apple Watch mode, which is awesome. So you can listen to your podcast without your phone. Um, it also has like better like volume support and things like that. I really like it with AirPods as a way to kind of control my music and other things. Again, this is kind of in my, my mind why I'm, I'm, I'm okay with getting the bigger phone is that I can do a lot of the controls mm-hmm. from my watch. So yeah. if my watch, if my phone is in my bag, I can still control my music and all those other things from my watch. So that makes, you know, that makes it it, it um one less thing 
So um, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we, we use ours in different ways for sure. Can I, can I admit something? I should not admit this Do on it. any kind Do of recordable it. thing. Safe space. So when you're a political candidate, you have to go to a lot of events. You have to go to a lot of church. You have to go to a lot of ceremonies. And sometimes I'm sitting there and it's boring. And something I love to do is activate the breath watch app <laughs> for my Apple watch because it gives me something to do. So I'll be like 30 minutes of breathe in and breathe out. It's just giving <laughs> me something else to do. So that's my tip for you. If you're you meditating. find yourself right, I'm yes, meditating. yes, you're, you're, you're meditating. It's giving no, me something. Yes. No, I like it. I like it. No, but it's really interesting. <laughs> kind of as you said, like the, the, the Apple uh, or the iPhone, you know, reviews. Everybody was kind of like, if you have the 10, don't get the 10s. Whereas the Apple Watch 4 reviews, there are a lot of people who are like, even if you have the four, get the or even if you have the three, get the four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting year. Interesting year. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Q Acoustics, the wireless in-ear headphones with amazing sound quality. If you thought you couldn't get true high fidelity in Bluetooth wireless headphones, Check out the Q3E headphone earphones, earphones, because they go in your ear from they Q do. Acoustics. They do. Yep. They do. They give outstanding clarity and deep, precise bass. Really nice for music lovers, of which our Brianna Wu is one. They also have a long battery life and a handy, handy micro USB charging port. Plus, they have easy access to buttons that let you control the volume, skip tracks, accept phone calls and more. Also, they're freaking magnetic, so you can click the little earphones together so that you won't worry about losing them. They're very light, which makes them super comfortable, and they have a well-fitting, secure design, so they don't fall out of your big old ears while you're running. They even come with small, medium, and large ear tips, so you've got if you've got the small old ears and not the big old ears, you can get a fit that's just right. Or even the medium old ears, you know, we've got all sizes here at Rocket. They're great for running or working out in general. They're also sweat-proof and water-resistant. But maybe, maybe you don't want earphones for working out. Maybe you just want them for your commute. Well, the Q3Es have excellent noise isolation, perfect for a busy train or a bus ride. And they come with a handy carry case, and they have fuss-free, environmentally friendly packaging. Just chuck them in your bag, stuff them in your pocket. Get out of the house. Be free. They keep you connected as well because you can receive and make phone calls with the touch of a button. And that audio, my friends, is crystal clear. Brianna Wu. Yes. You have them. I do. In your ears. I love these. I'm not today as we're recording Rocket, but they have been in my ears. No, these are, this is a really good product. I mean, um, Something that high-end headphones do is they ship with a lot of different ear tips so you can see what feels best for you. And it really does isolate sound in a way that the entire Beats line and AirPods certainly don't. So, you know, something I notice if I'm at the gym and I'm wearing my, you know, AirPods, uh, you can hear like the conversation of the person next to you if someone's no, no, talking no. while they're on the treadmill. Right. Like if you're looking to tune out, like if you're on a flight, you don't hear the baby crying. Like this is this is what you want. Um, it just fits a lot better. 
it's a much better sound, I'd say, than Beats is. Like it kind of famously, Beats has that very bass heavy sound. This is more neutral. It's more acoustically accurate. So, you know, if you're if you're looking for something that is going to isolate all the ambient noise more and give you a more accurate, uh, you know, picture of the sound you're trying to listen to, this is what you want. And like Apple just doesn't ship this product. Do you want to know how you could get them if you didn't already have them? I do. All right. Well, you could go to qacoustics.com slash rocket right now. And then when you got there, you could use the code rocket18 to get 10% off of your purchase. Woo-hoo. So that is Q-U-E-A-C-O-U-S-T-I-C-S. Q Acoustics, Q-U-E, and the code ROCKET18 for 10% off your new earphones. Thank you so much, Q Acoustics, for your support of ROCKET and Relay FM. It's always exciting when we get to, like, talk about new stuff. I know, I know. Nice, nice. So I, I, feel like we, I feel like we need to mention, like... Yeah, we've gone through three topics. There's so much news this week. There was so much news. Mm-hmm. First, so we much have to, news. first, we have to give a shout out to Kevin. Yes. Kevin. Yes. Give Let's a shout out it. to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Christina. So uh, so Kevin um, is, is our amazing uh, listener, Baron Von Klack on Twitter. Um, he uh, printed the, the, the Fracture Prints of all of his favorite podcasts. And um, we, uh, we couldn't stand um, being the same size as uh, Enemy of the Show, Max Timken. So uh, we sent uh, Kevin a, a supersized rocket print from Fracture, and he got it. Um, uh, today and he posted um, uh, the uh, images on Twitter. We will have them in the show notes. Uh, Kevin, thank you for listening. Also, um, I still need to mail out and I will do it uh, be- before the end of the week to Simone and Bree, the wonderful uh, uh, gifts that you gave me at XOXO. I can't and, wait. Yeah. And uh, thank you for doing that for us. Um, and the, the prints look great. So uh, Fracture's not even a sponsor this week, but but honestly, like this just looks amazing. So I love it. So it's like the rock is the center of the universe. And my favorite part is how Enemy of the Show, Max Temkin's uh, podcast is at the very, very bottom. Yes. Whereas Mm -hmm. we're on there, we're the orbit and we're the one at the top, which is correct. That is correct. That's that's as it should be. Finally, as soon, I felt as soon as it happened that balance had been restored to the universe. (laughs) It was, it was in the air, like there there was a peace and a joy that descended upon the world. So I am glad that Kevin has seen fit to accept our gift. Thank you, Kevin, uh, for your beautiful arrangement, your beautiful <laughs> fractures. We appreciate you. All right, another sh- another story we do not have time to really get to this no, week. But I'm we so have to be ha- angry. I'm bitter about this. Why Christina. are you angry? Because I want to talk about it. Okay, so PlayStation. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in depth. We will many talk times. about it in depth. I just want to acknowledge that PlayStation put out a basically <gasps> NES classic, <laughs> which <laughs> we are all very excited about. And Mama Simone has uh, the reason we're just touching on it this week yeah. is because they haven't announced the full list of games yet. But yeah. so this is the, the PlayStation Classic. It's a hundred bucks. There's going to be 20 games preloaded on it. As you both said in chat earlier today, it's going to be hacked in two seconds. Absolutely. And all of the games will be on it. But yeah. what do you think, Na- Bree, name for me one game that you think is going to be on this PlayStation Classic. 
I, I think they're going to go with some low rent games, to be honest. Yeah. With you, oh, yeah. Because- I'm, I'm kind of afraid, like, it's going to be, like, obviously, they already announced Final Fantasy VII, so that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. They're about to Square Enix, but, but I'm, but, but like, a they're lot of actually the- obliged contractually to put that on every single device known to man, yeah, even non Sony devices. Come on, the, the, jump this in, is true. Jumpin' Rabbit, what's the name of that? Jumpin' the, Flash the, and Wild Arms. Jumpin' Flash sucks. Yeah, it does. That and game also, sucks. Also, Parappa hasn't held up well, and it's not going to be good, but I have a feeling that'll be there. I have a feeling um, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, not Banjo-Kazooie, that was good. That was Nintendo. Uh, yeah. What's the one? Uh, you know, the, the Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. No, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot's going to be on there. They're going to do all of the Sony first party stuff for sure yeah i don't um, know wild arms i saw that and i'm like they're going with their low rent rpg totally choices totally there uh, there's no one out there that loves wild arms more than final no. fantasy tactics like it's just <laughs> no. oh my god they're think gonna some people were hoping on. Oh, what were you saying christina oh my god brie's saying that they're gonna put freaking final fantasy tactics on that on, on the system instead of final fantasy 8 they're gonna do it Yep. And it's going to be well, they're, yeah, because they're like not really saying like there's a bunch of Final Fantasy games coming out for Switch, and they did seven, and then they skip over, and they're doing oh. like nine, ten. They skipped know, eight it's like, entirely. It's like, just, it's like just give us eight. Eight is beautiful. The, the, I the, love the, eight. I love eight. The cut screens are so good. Like anyway, Brie, what game will you have to if it's not on there at launch? Will you have to hack on immediately? Parasite Eve. I love okay. that yep. game so. That's deeply. a good game. That's a it's good game. Really good. Yeah. So, so for me, it'll be uh, either Tony Hawk Pro Skater one or two. Um, <laughs> if, if if one of those is not on the system, then that's the first thing I'm hacking on. Because to me, you can't have a PlayStation without Tony Hawk. Like it's I, just, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but it's just the law. Like there's no I, point. I, I preferred the Dreamcast versions because they were higher resolution, and they were really good ports. But Tony Hawk was one of like the first like really 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 good games of that type and also one of the first really good games of that type for playstation because you'd had um 1080 for uh, for n64 you had wave racer and you had those type of extreme sports games but like the the uh um ssx and some of the other extreme sports games for playstation up to tony hawk were terrible and then it like flipped and they became awesome so okay I'm, so let's yeah. save this for yeah, later we will. sorry 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 yes so, we, no no, no you're, so dead yes. on. you're dead on about that it's just oh god like this is the newest obsession on this Rocket, is Simo- so. it's Simone, very exciting yeah. simone did you have a playstation a, a psx growing up no you know i didn't have any consoles growing up what because i wasn't allowed Wait, what did your parents do to you they made me play computer games and read books so the other big news uh, is, well, we knew this was coming, but uh, Nintendo Online has finally finally yes, launched it its paid service. Uh, it's been terrible. in like beta-ish or uh, free. It's been, I mean, it'll, it's why, been why are free. you grumbling at me, Brie? It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Horrible. It's going to get good, but it's terrible right now. Don't buy this right now. There's no reason to buy it. Well, unless All the games you want on cloud suck. saves, unless you want to back up your freaking saved games, is, which hasn't been possible. Is $4 a month? Is it? Well, no, but, but it's, it's yeah. like $20 a year. Uh, but you can't. So it's like $20 a year if you're an individual. For a family, which is up to eight people, it's 33 or something, which comes out to around, like Bree said, $4 per person. Okay. Okay, so, which I am so, in a family with seven of my coworkers now because that's what a family is. See, it's a beautiful thing. I was going to say, see, okay, so you're already in a family because I was going to say let's create a rocket family. Oh, I, do, I, like, do, I Damn it! 
Because Sorry. I give you my cable. I like like a family member. <laughs> you got to get on that. It. You got to everyone. Everyone listening to this show. If you're not in a Nintendo, if you want Nintendo Switch online and you're not a family, you got to jump on that because families, <laughs> they're going fast. They're going hot. Switch owners, <laughs> a hot commodity. Find That's that true. kid on the street. So he's playing Nintendo on like, the Yo. bus. Join his family. <laughs> All right. Uh, so give his I, mom I might, I might, $4 I might, I, a month. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing this at, uh, on on the bus on the way to work tomorrow. I'm gonna be like, "Yo, are you in a family yet?" <laughs> fam up. <laughs> you want to fam up? I love it. I love. I mean, it. it's just gonna I be creepy, it. and I love it. Okay. But okay. Yeah. No. It. Yeah. The, but Nintendo uh, is out. They have some really, you know, terrible. Um. Uh. I mean, Mario Three is good, but it's. Yeah. I'm with you, Brie. I'm just. I. I have to admit, I love Super Mario Two. It's a controversial choice. I know. It's the game we play a lot with Toad, and I was just kind of <laughs> happy. That wasn't on the service. This week. I was gonna say definitely because so, yeah, because that is the game that like Toad is like best at, and yeah, Toad's very good in that game. Um, um, yeah. I don't even want to talk about this. It's too disturbing. Um, last grab bag piece of news before we go. There's a, a fascinating Twitter thread by you, Christina, about interviewing Les oh, yes. Moonves. So we can't get into the story because it's too good, but we're going to leave that Twitter thread in, yes, the, yes. in the show uh, notes, and maybe yes. we'll talk about it next we, week. Or we will talk about week. Yeah. No, we, we'll talk about it uh, next time I'm on the show. We definitely need <laughs> oh, to the, the time that the, the Les Moonves yelled at me, um, <gasps> which uh, very proud of. So yes, we'll, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, and uh, anybody who has... Uh, uh, questions you can ask me, but no, we'll talk about this more next month on the show. Um, as a reminder, I will not be here next week, but Boo. I know I'm sorry. We'll definitely talk about Les Moonves yelling at you behind your back. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, what are you doing this week, Christina? So next week is Microsoft Ignite, which is a huge tech conference that we have in Orlando, Florida, and there are going to be like 18,000, 22,000, I don't even know, like a, a, a ridiculous amount of people. Um, and as you recall, last year, I did not get arrested at Universal Studios. I did <laughs> not go to Disney Jail. So this year is my my chance to go to Disney Jail or, or Universal Jail or whatever we're calling it. So that that's <laughs> that's still the goal. Um, I'm going to try to get sent to Disney Jail. Um, but I'm going to be doing um, Channel 9 uh, live um, during Ignite. So if you go to our website or if you go to the Ignite homepage, you'll be able to see we'll be live streaming sessions from the conference. But in between those sessions, we'll be doing interviews and, um, you know, how to's and kind of conversations um, all week. So uh, so that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm also going to be doing a thing uh, with the Microsoft Mechanics team uh, who are very professional and like, very have their stuff together, which is very not how I roll. So I'm uh, both excited and scared about that. But yeah, and I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of conference stuff. If you, for whatever reason, are listening to this uh, show and you're going to be at Ignite, um, come by the podcast uh, studio and say hello to me. And uh, let's uh, let's get um, sent to Disney Jail together um, at, at the, the night where they send us all to Orlando to party. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Christina, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. You told so many lies. <laughs> That's not true. That's not even really true. Oh. I said I would try to get sent to Disney jail, and I did, and I was not successful. I Brie. believe in you. I believe in you. Okay, thank you, Bree. Thank you for being, I guess, the devil's advocate <laughs> when it comes to getting Christina sent to jail. 
Bree, what are you Disney doing? Disney jail. Week? Disney jail. Disney jail. Uh, Disney jail. I am working on hiring a new campaign team. Uh, something we talked about last uh, week about why I lost is uh, we kind of got people that were idealistic. And um, this time around, I am hiring a team of experienced Democratic operatives for every single level of my campaign. Uh, we've already made one hire which I'm very, very excited about. And uh, honestly, I'm going to be shooting down to New York for two days next week and uh, then down to D.C. for a few days. And uh, we're going to put together the right team. Uh, it, it, This election made me appreciate the team I had for Rev60 so much more because it was um, – do you know what I mean? Have you ever left a job and you're like, you appreciate coworkers more mm-hmm. like in, in retrospect of new situations. Yes. I mean, it's not to blast anyone I worked with. It's just, you know, we needed, we shipped drive 60 cause we had the right people. So mm-hmm. that's what I need to find this time. So that's what uh, I'm all in on. So is this the trip where you're going to see me in New York? I hope I do. Yeah, I hope yeah. I do. So I'll be down at Vox for a day and uh, I'll shoot you the deets. We'll see awesome. if we can have lunch. Woo-hoo. What am I doing this week? What am I doing this week? <laughs> I'm shooting a fun thing tomorrow uh, for our Spider-Man follow-up videos, uh, which <gasps> we have, we're have we not allowed to do anymore after this because we've made like exclusively Spider-Man videos for like a week now. Um, oh, I mean, but I mean, come on. Yeah, I, 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 I've been living vicariously through them. Um, I'm buying a camera instead of a PS4, but by the way, um, but yeah, fair enough. But yeah, we're doing, you know, the, the good old comparison of New York and Spider-Man and New York in real life. And other than that, I'm just trying to get back on the horse with writing because I've been off the horse for a long time and I want to ride the horse hard and fast down the, the, the fairway. (sighs) Where, this, this, you know, where the horses oh, run freely. Oh, Daria. The writing. Hmm. So that's what I'm up to. Christina, where can we find you online? So you can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And uh, next week, um, my Instagram stories are going to be uh, all lit. done. Well, everything. It, they're going to be lit. They're all going to be from Florida. And I'm going to be at Universal at least one day. And uh, I'm going to be using my, my brand new iPhone XS Max. So you know, uh, comment on those. Um, but if you want to find the videos that I do for work, you can go to youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. And Brianna, what about you? Uh, you can see me on Twitter at space cat gal, or you can go to Brianna Wu 2018, though it should be 2020 by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> nice. And you can find me online on Twitter at doom quasar and on YouTube at youtube.com slash polygon. So, This has been our show. I'm very excited. Of course, we'll be following up on all of these topics. So stay tuned when we actually get our hands on the new iPhone and the new Apple Watch. And, of course, the PlayStation Classic because that was never (gasps) not an option. Honestly, honestly, Sony, like Nintendo did not come through at all. Like they did not send us review units. But Sony, if you're listening or if somebody who works at Sony is listening, we – we are genuine fangirls. Yeah. Please we will send stand us, for your PlayStation. We will we really will. Like I, I keep in mind, we are calling it the PSX because that is what it is called. It is not the the PS1, it's the PSX. Come on. Like we are old school. We got this. We wanna we wanna play with and potentially hack um to put on <laughs> other games. Your console but we won't do that our first discussion point. We're just saying no, we're we'll just, play like, all it, the twenty games first. 
Absolutely. I have never hacked a Vita and don't have any experience <laughs> in how that would happen. I don't, I couldn't imagine. It would have to be very challenging and difficult. <laughs> Only the most accomplished tech users could do it. So, <laughs> oh my God. Again, uh. Sony. Hey, we're Rocket. Send us your machines. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you would like to review the episode, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who does that. Thank you so much. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs>